All right, all right. Welcome back, sports fans, to the Sports Psych MDs podcast. Today, oh, it's a special episode. This is episode 50. 5-0, half a hundo, 50 burger. We're bringing the energy, we're bringing the heat, and today it's all about gratitude. We're grateful for you guys tuning in today. We start off today, each of your hosts will go around and tell you what they're grateful for. It's a pivotal exercise in maintaining mental fitness. And then we're going to do our NFL preview show by discussing what every single NFL team should be grateful for. It was a fun exercise. Oh, we also take a little sneak peek back into the bubble, a little check in there. And because it's episode 50, we have a special announcement. Our website is live. So go check out sportspsychmds.com. Check it out today. This is going to be a one-stop shop for everything you need to know to become mentally fit. Right now, we already have a blog post up there about grounding exercises. We have a handout with really easy, specific grounding exercises to do that that are helpful for performance anxiety on and off the field. Uh, we're going to continue to add more and more stuff every week, so be on the lookout. Go check it out right now. This stuff is free too, so we just want you guys to engage with us. Let us know what, what else we should put up there and what else we should include. So most importantly, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy. Do, do you feel me? Do you feel me? Do you feel me? All right, so before we jump in, I wrote a jingle for, for Sports Like MDs. <laughs> this is no surprise. Love it. Episode 50. <clears throat> if you're feeling depressed, you may be lacking serotonin. You probably can't sleep even with hella melatonin. So you're dozing off in class and getting the scolding. But we can't diagnose you. The water rule is golden. Depression, a loss of interest and activities, meaning you can't enjoy life even with the festivities. If this hits you hard, don't be scared. Just go get yourself some help. It's only fair to you. You don't need a world filled with blue when the sky is blue and the grass has dew and the cows just moo. We got CBT. We got talking therapy. We also got medication. Shout out psychiatry. Heart racing. Knees shaking. Mind racing. Now we talking anxiety. Going back and forth like a bipolar disorder. We cover dyslexia like a coaster roller. ADD. ADHD. We cover it all. It's for PsychMDs. Episode 50. Gratitude. <laughs> wow. So you said jingle. That's actually like a rap. I love that, man. That, that's yeah. cool. I had forgot on your resume you mentioned you were a battle rapper. Yeah, three-time defending champ. I'll drink to that. Cheers, boys. Here's episode fifty. Five zero. Feels good. I don't even. Know, I don't even know if I can call it rap or just art. I just love flow. Flow. Expression, yeah, man. That's right. It's, it's all about expression, man. Express your colors. Express yourself. Exactly. Let's get it. That was beautiful. So before we start, I want to dedicate this episode to Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away last Friday at the age of 87. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or RBG, was the second woman to stand on the Supreme Court and was a trailblazer for women. She attended Harvard Law School and later transferred to Columbia Law School before fighting for gender equality, abortion rights, and essentially changing the way the law sees gender. She's a game changer trailblazer, man. Yo, rest in power, rest in power. You know, she was, uh, she was a champion. Major, she major. Was a champion. You know, if she were an athlete, if she were an athlete, she would be a, a multi-champion, you know, a champion of, uh, you know, with five rings, you know, like. Not even rings. She just crossed mm -hmm. barriers. She broke, she broke barriers and she, she really set the tone for, 
for a whole gender. And CD's up there with the likes of like a Jackie Robinson, you know, she's a, a trailblazer, game changer, and broke the glass ceiling. So since this is a pretty casual conversation, I just want to go over some current events. First of all, shout out to Trey Mancini. Um, I believe first baseman of the Baltimore Orioles who earlier this week completed his chemotherapy. Big round of applause. Adam Silver earlier today said that his best guess for the NBA 2021 season is to start in January. Um, big, big news. The U.S. House of Representatives voted in support of mental health and suicide prevention, including the National Suicide Hotline Designation Act, which would essentially designate the number 988 as a universal telephone number for suicide prevention and mental health hotline. So now the only thing standing in the way is that the president needs to sign into law. And last but not least, minutes before we started the recording, the CDC issued a guideline for Halloween protocols. Costume masks should only be worn if they have two or more layers of breathable fabric that covers the mouth and nose and doesn't leave gaps around the person's face. Gotta be safe while you're trick-or-treating. Cool. Trick-or-treating. Man. Be <laughs> Trick or treat. Halloween is right. Halloween was my favorite growing up. Oh, Halloween was the best. I live my building is forty two floors. My bro um if anyone in my building hears this, I'm sorry. My brother and I would go up from forty two on the staircase and like we would take turns running down the hallways and people would leave like a basket of candy out. Like we would run down the hallways, dump the basket. Oh, it's like back. Um we got like a lot of candy and a lot of stomach aches. Oh man, wow. that kind of classic. Armin and I, we've had some great times at some Halloween oh, yes. parties out here in yes, Los Angeles. Have. Even as an adult, you can enjoy Halloween. Good times have by <sighs> trick or treat. But th- this is episode fifty. Seven. This is episode, episode fifty. Yeah. 50. So welcome to episode fifty, guys. Today's theme is gratitude. Gratitude it had to be. Had to be. So you, the listeners, you guys always hear. Arm and Tori and I were preaching the importance of gratitude, mindfulness, and resilience. Well, today we're going to do some of our own gratitude. We're first going to start off with the NFL, who's celebrating its 100th year of existence. And then, you know, and then you know we need to get back to the bubble. We're right now in the conference finals, and we're going to discuss what the heck just happened to the Los Angeles Clippers. Seriously, what just happened to them? Yeah, also, cool. where did the Miami Heat come from? Is Jimmy Butler really this alpha dog? We're going we're gonna to get into hey, all of this. you called that one. I called that one. I called that one. Armin laughed at me. We got hey, it on tape. The story is still not finished. We're going to get into all of that. Episode 50 of Sports Psych MDs. But first, for gratitude. Well, first, let's, uh, let's take it. Let's cheers. Let's cheers and gratitude. Raise your glasses. Here I, we go, boys. Cheers, guys. Salute. Lechaim, cheers, it's all. So I figured before we get before we actually get into it, let's uh let's go around the table and discuss what we're actually mm. grateful for. So Armin, to, uh, start with you. Wow, uh, man, twenty twenty, right? Twenty twenty. It's been quite a year um, for you know not just me personally, um, but I know everyone on this team all of our listeners out there, um, you know, society as a whole, not just the U.S., but the whole world, um, you know, has really had to, to, to deal with what, you know, what has been probably one of the most tragic experiences that, you know, anyone currently alive has, has uh, 
has ever known, has ever experienced, which is of course this, this, uh, this global pandemic, COVID-19. Um, so in honor of that, I would say one, one thing I am very thankful for is that uh, while we're still dealing with this virus, um, you know, it, 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 it seems like according to, you know, the numbers and, um, you know, the stats out there that, you know, the, the death rate and the infection rate is slowly but surely decreasing. Um, I think that everyone is, for the most part, getting on board with the social distancing. You know, I know, I know we still have some folks out there debating over, you know, wearing a mask and, and so forth, but um, it feels like enough people have kind of gotten it and gotten behind this that um, it's, it's, really, uh, it's really saved a lot of lives. And, you know, people by and large have been able to get back to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, it is unfortunate that so many people have lost their jobs and the economy, particularly in the U.S., hasn't really fully bounced back. You know, uh, hopefully that does happen. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that the fear and the anxiety that we had earlier in the year um, has, has mostly subsided. Uh, I think we know what this is and um, know what we have to do to, to confront it and to deal with the challenge. And I think um, you know, next year it looks pretty good that we'll have some sort of treatment strategy in the form of a vaccine or actual therapy that, um, you know, that will you know, hopefully uh, you know, really suppress this thing in a major way and enable us to, to bounce back as a global community in a major way. So um, what I'm thankful for really is to be alive, you know, and, and to be able to, to be here today to, to, you know, enjoy this moment with you guys. And, you know, my family in particular has been spared. So I'm very thankful for that. And um, uh, I'm thankful to be able to continue to be on the front lines as a physician of the fight to not only end COVID-19 um, in this pandemic, but also continue to end the stigma and continue the conversation. So there you go. Get it. Let's get it. That's beautiful, man. Tori, what are you grateful for? Beautifully said, Armin. The, the resilience of our country always amazes me. And we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to back down ever. Um, the world isn't. Uh, society isn't. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm mostly grateful for the relationships in my, in my life. The ability to, to be able to connect with, uh, with other people, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, um, people at the market, passerbyers. It's a little bit more difficult wearing a mask. Um, it helps, helps me actually a little bit with some of my social anxiety. But uh, it's, I just, yeah, I'm thankful for the relationships I have with individuals. I think that's one of the, the most uh, unique parts about being human is being able to really connect with other people and, and with, through shared interests, through just, just kind of talking and, and, and enjoying each other. And I think just getting to know people is just, it's, it's difficult to explain because it's so simple, just having friends and coworkers that you can kind of hang out with and people that you care for and people that care for you. So I'm just thankful for that in general. That which includes you two. Thank you, sir. So, um, for the sports like and bees, I'm thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for the listeners. Close us out, Ben. 
and then we'll get into the NFL. Well, before before uh, we do me, um, I know all of our listeners are wondering how can we express our gratitude. That's a great question, listeners. You could subscribe, rate, and review. You can let us know how we're doing. You can give us a few stars, preferably five, but we can take four. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm, um, I'm still grateful for any negative relationships or for people that don't like me or for negative reviews. I just like the connection. You just like the connection. You like story lives for the experience. Yeah, good or bad. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna name drop here. I'm grateful for following friends, um, Jacob Grossman, Ben Klein, Daniel Vogel, my brother, Avi Goldman, and Matthew Kirschenbaum. I think that's it. And my two parents. Now the reason why mainly Jacob Grossman and Ben Klein is I lived with them in school. And they kind of saw me grow for the past four years. But most importantly, they both they both really encouraged me to do me. And and it's a lot easier said than done to like do you, especially like when everyone's applying to jobs and whatnot. And before all this COVID, it was always like, no, man, like don't do what you don't want to do. Like whenever I would talk about psychology and I think I want to do this, or first I was thinking about teaching, like any, anything I was thinking about doing, they would always encourage that and be like, yeah, you should. Okay. So let's do it. Like let's, they sat down, like actually like walk through the plan and whatnot. And it's, they just, honestly, they, I'm really grateful for those people in my life because it's so important to surround yourself with the right people and surround yourself with people that appreciate you and know what you're about and not, I don't have like a crazy sob story about toxic people i mean i think everyone has has a few toxic people in their relation in their family in their life sorry but it's just like all in all it really taught me the importance of filtering out the toxicity in your life it's just really really important you just like and that it's not even like filtering out the negative energy because i think that it's important to be able to to be exposed to negative energy and being able to overcome that you know you don't need to childproof yourself for everything but really just surrounding yourself with the right people the right environment so jacob grossman ben klein and daniel vogel avi goldman matthew kirschbaum i love you guys don't know if you'll ever actually sit down and listen to this i don't blame you if you don't because oh, why not they should be listening oh yeah because they sat they sat down with me for four years listen to me talk about yeah, psychology true. and sports are they going to want to sit down for another hour on a podcast um and also jacob grossman was like one of the only people that actually like he loved my raps um like I would, <laughs> him and i would be sitting in the library and i'd be like yo come out like uh, i gotta uh, i gotta get a rap right now man, um, you, ra- you rapped and you shouted him out so he said should definitely listen to this one i love it man that, that's your that's your holding environment you know that's your holding environment part of it yeah and goes without saying i i'm very grateful for i was talking to armin about this earlier today very grateful for you guys and just for like i can go on for a while but i think you guys know how much i appreciate just not like this position and just this experience and you guys as like friends and mentors and colleagues. I don't even have to call you anymore. Um, oh, yeah, I'm very, very, oh, very, yeah. very grateful. I'm in this position. I'm very happy. I'm not doing something else. You know, like oh, yeah, at first I was thinking about marketing or whatever. I'm just, I'm happy I'm doing something for me. Yeah, um, yeah I can, we can tell that you're passionate about it. So you got to keep that energy. That's right. I don't think it's going to be difficult for you, but hey, we're happy to have you. And I'm feeling all the love. I'm feeling the, the positive energy, the, the gratitude is in the air. Doesn't That feels good. It feels good to, yeah. to kind of take stock of the things that you're, you're grateful for. So yeah. definitely do that if you're listening. No, at home. Absolutely, man. And, and just to, to touch on that for a minute, um, this, what we just did, this exercise, you know, 
this is we we want this to be a model for you know how how others treat each other you know how the world neighbors families communities interact and engage with one another you know one of the other things about 2020 besides just covid that we've seen and it's all over the news you know you don't have to go too far to to understand this is the the depth and gravity of social injustice right and and how you know the the disintegration of communities as a result of isolation as a result of a lack of connectedness um we've seen firsthand how that can just really break communities, you know, and break down friendships and, and, and neighborly associations and relationships, you know, people living side by side in the same community at war. I mean, look at what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin recently, you know, where we actually had people on the streets of their own communities in combat. Um, it wasn't just a protest, it became people actually bringing out weapons and turning against each other. Uh, this has to stop. You know, this is not who we are and this is not what we should strive to be, right? We have to be better than this. We owe it to ourselves, our, our communities, what we've created over, you know, in some cases, not just decades, but centuries. You know, we've created communities and really the effort's always been to have a better place, right? To, to not just live in for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. And, you know, the generations that come after us, we want to have a better place for those people. And the pathway to that is unity, right? It is togetherness. It's, it is building each other up not tearing each other down, it's appreciating the differences and figuring out how we can meet in the middle, you know, and resolve the problems and ultimately, you know, create a space of comfort and security and kindness. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Armin. And I don't think I necessarily articulated this as well as I could have when I was talking about what I'm grateful for relationship-wise. It's just exactly what you're saying. Being able to sit down with someone, talk with them, whether on the phone, via text, social media, even even though it's more difficult, ideally in person, and get to know who, who they are, get to know where they come from, get to know their experiences and why they think the way they think or they act the way they act, and, and try to come to a, a point of understanding and empathy with an individual who was raised differently than me, looks different than me, and just to come to the realization that at the end of the day, they're still, they're, they're human just like me and they have lived this whole life that's led, up, led them to think the way they think. And I can come to an understanding with that person, even if we have totally differing opinions on things. And so I'm I just wanted to point that out because uh, what you were saying reminded me of that. And I wanna make sure to, to kind of piggyback on that. And I just wanna, I wanna jump off that. Um, one, one thing that I really wanna highlight what you said, what both of you guys said is, Listen, we're not, nobody's asking you to be friends with 9 billion people in this world. Uh, no one's asking you to love or actually like. We're just asking you to like understand. 
just understand where they're coming have from. Have the conversation. Have, have a com- yeah, have the conversation. Have a conversation. Just like sit down and like understand because like this world is huge. I say this a lot on this podcast. This world is huge. And just like there's so many different lifestyles and values and and, and, and priorities that everyone has. Value systems. Everyone has different value systems. Oh. And that's okay. Because like it's it's also very important to remember that we're all different. If we were all the same this would be a really boring world and we wouldn't get anything done. It's really important to have differences because adding that, that kind of encourages productivity and whatnot. So like, again, no one's asking you to love everyone. Just understand where they're coming from. And also for yourself, like for you listening, like when you understand where someone's coming from, that helps you have a better relationship with said person, whether it's professionally, academically, mm-hmm. socially, just like, wouldn't you want a better relationship for your own self? Just yeah, it, it also helps you have a better understanding of yourself. Yeah. And a better relationship with yourself. And it puts you at more at ease if you have these conversations. So go out there and do it. And it, they're difficult. So practice gratitude. That's an exercise to do to make these conversations and, and bridge to make to bridge these gaps, make it easier to bridge these gaps. Uh, so as mentioned, the NFL just started its 100th year. I don't think I'm alone in saying that I'm surprised. I don't want to go as far as saying shocked. I'm surprised that the NFL actually happened with all COVID and 53-man rosters and whatnot. Um, but I'm very happy football's back. So far, so, so good. So far, so Fingers good. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Exactly. So it's recording this on Tuesday, 8.20 p.m. EST. So week two just ended. Monday Night Football was last night. Raiders Saints. Yeah. Raiders pull off crazy. I, I don't even know if you can you call them upset with Michael Thomas out, but definitely they were the underdogs. Insane that they won. Um, we, so week two just ended, and we want to blend sports and psychology together. So, in a form of gratitude, we're going to go through the week. So, each of us are going to discuss one thing that each NFL team has to be grateful for. And Armin kind of pointed pointed this out earlier this is an exercise really and this is really like you know how like we, we have a physical exercise you go into the gym and you do like an arm curl or bench press or whatever this is a mental exercise like there are scientific studies that show like there's there, there are relationships between doing these exercises and low levels of depression and anger and hostility and there's a stronger and healthier mindset uh, no doubt. And we see it. We see it with our the individuals that sit across from us or over Zoom with our patients. We see I was thinking about that it. earlier today actually. This so I have a morning routine. My my morning routine is like I get coffee while well, my parents try talking to me at seven in the morning and I just like block them out like I'm I can't I can't talk at seven in the morning. I get coffee and then I, I'm on the seventeenth floor overlooking Broadway, sitting on my terrace and I, I get up I when I go down my room I don't touch my phone, so I'm on my terrace alone with my thoughts. I was just like, that's my morning routine. This morning, I was thinking of like, damn, like, we talk about gratitude a lot. And I find myself like during my morning routine thinking like, what am I grateful for? Like, and I always like, so common things are health, friends, disposition, like working with you guys, the Yankees, whatever. And it's like, it's, I was thinking about that earlier today. Like it really helps. Like I, I noticed an effect on my mental health and well-being. Like it's crazy with COVID and whatnot. Um, so guys, like for people listening at home, like it sounds silly, but yeah, we're about to do like a mental exercise of gratitude. And I encourage you, you know, every day, just, you know, before you go to sleep, when you wake up or throughout the day, just think of what am I grateful for? Literally make a gratitude list, three to five things, and just take the time out of your day. When someone does something nice for you, 
actually like put some thought into it to appreciate what they did. Someone held the door for me. Wow, they took the time to hold the door, hold the door for me. Um, just yep. small things There's like so that. much, so much negativity in the world right now. You got to try to pay extra attention to the positive stuff, and it, it definitely uplifts your mood. And there, and there is, there is positive. There's a lot. I've I've noticed that this world is there's a lot of neck. This this world's really shitty. This world is really great, and it's just a balance, you know. There's a lot both on both ways. So shine that light on the positive. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So it's hard with some of these football teams. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I was just gonna say. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, it is. Um, No, I mean, you know, this. Just I just want to piggyback on what you said, Ben. Like taking inventory of what people have done for you, it's not necessarily about putting pressure on you to return the favor, you know, or to give back. That's not really what it is. Um, It's really more about helping you appreciate all the things that you have. So much, so often in life, you know, we spend time focused on what we don't have, what we need to get, right? Um, and you, there's sort of almost like this, uh, this mindset that a lot of us have where we're not going to be happy. We're not going to be satisfied until we get that next thing. And then we get that thing. And then there's like this challenge, right? Well, we're now not going to be happy until we have that as well. And that really is, is what I like to think of as more of a negative reinforcement cycle, right? Where you're just satisfying your needs to the extent to where you're getting, you're just getting by, you know, you're, you're not actually enjoying and appreciating the value of each and every experience, each and everything that you have. Cause when you do that, when you do that, when you can experience the, the, the pleasure of knowing the value of what you have, then even if you don't get that next thing that you want, you still, you feel fine. I mean, you still feel gratified. You're satisfied because you know that you have enough. I mean, you have what you need and that good things will come when they come, you know? And, uh, and that's a really important part of, I think, you know, developing the joy, uh, that's essential for very strong and solid mental health that ultimately becomes resilience. resilience. So in, in short, are you someone who is a cup is half empty? My cup is half full or are you just grateful that you have a cup? There you go. I think I'm a realistic who can say glass is half full and half empty. Yep. And that's and okay. Have, and that's okay. Glass. I have a glass. Like, I have a glass and it's half full and it's half empty. Yep. Uh, well, having a glass is having the opportunity, exactly. right? It means the ball's still in play, right? The clock's still ticking. There's still an opportunity. Yeah. The, game clock's still, the clock is still ticking. The, the nuggets, the they're down ticking. 2-0, but they're still in it. That's right. <laughs> By the time this comes out, they may be tied 2-2. They may, be, they may have been swept. We don't know. We'll get into no, that. No, but I mean, seriously, but seriously, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into All right. That. Go for it. Ben. All right. What, <laughs> what NFL teams are we starting with? So we're going to start off with the NFC East. So we're going um, to start off with my New York Giants, who unfortunately lost Saquon Barkley for the season. Earlier, 
this week on Sunday, but I'm grateful for signing Devontae Freeman, who is nowhere near Saquon Barkley, but is a pretty solid running back. I think it'll take him a little time to get to the flow of things. He This will be his first week playing in week three and learning a new playbook and whatnot. So I'm not expecting him to, you know, play like a Pro Bowl week three, but I think he's a solid filler. I'm also very, very excited. Good to pick up on the waiver wire. Yeah, my fantasy league. I would, I, I would, I, I would say Devontae Freeman is a top three waiver wire along with Mike Davis, who's going to be replacing Christian McCaffrey for the next four to six weeks for anyone in PPR leagues. Um, but no, wow. another thing, another thing I want to be grateful for is Darius Slayton, who I think is going to be a wide receiver one within the next two to three years. Ooh. The dude is super fast and has good hands. I think him and Daniel Jones are building up a good relationship. So I guess all in all, okay. gotta be grateful for youth, and that's that's all you gotta be grateful for. Speaking of Daniel Jones, speaking Daniel. of Daniel Jones, as a as a as a ode to gratitude, right? The sweet the Saquon Barkley situation could really break the spirit of a of a Giants fan. You know, thinking of you know that's that's our star running back, our superstar running back. You know who's supposed to lead the way to to help us get back into you know playoff contention, and you could easily take a look at that and say, "Oh, well, we're done. You know, our season's over." And uh, in that type of spirit is exactly the kind of energy that is going to you know lead to to failure. Um, the other way to look at this, to put gratitude into this this equation, is all right, well, to your point, you have an adequate replacement. He's going to be part of the same scheme. You know, you believe in your coaching staff. You believe in the playbook. You believe, you know, in the game plan. And most importantly, you believe in your, your leader, right? Your leader on the offensive side is Daniel Jones. And what, what this really becomes an opportunity to see really and truly what this guy, who this guy is, right? Can he help the team bounce back? Can he be the guy, or at least one of the guys in the locker room to help galvanize the, the team uh, and help them get through this and say, hey, you know, let's not, let's not put our heads down. Uh, I'm going to do all I can, and everybody else needs to do all you can. You know, it needs to be uh, all hands on deck effort. We're going to get through this, and I'm going to lead the way. Right, and this could actually be an opportunity for him to now assume the mantle, right, as being the face of this team and the guy that is ultimately setting the tone for the future. So, you know, it's an opportunity. Yeah, um, take this as a opportunity. Exactly. According to, according to Adam Schefter, Devontae Freeman turned down more money from other teams because he liked the opportunity to play with the Giants the best. Um, don't. I don't. I don't see what he. I, I don't see what he sees in the New York Giants as a big fan of them. But I'm very happy to hear that. Hey, gratitude, 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 gratitude. Grat- no, I'm all jokes. I'm. I'm all right, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> speed this up. Yeah. We got a bunch of teams left. Let's yeah, go. Okay, so we're we're going to the Washington Football Team, and if I'm a, if I'm a fan of the Washington Football Team, I am going to be very grateful for this opportunity to start over and restart the new team with with, with a new team name. As silly as it sounds, I'm gonna. I'm going to revert to the Tampa Bay Rays, who I think in 2008, they changed, or 2007, they changed their name from the Tampa Bay Devil Rays 
the Tampa Bay Rays. As the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, they were the laughing stock who always finished in the bottom of their division and league. Once they changed their team name to the Tampa Bay Rays, they went to the World Series that year, and they lost to the Phillies, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been great ever since. And I really think that there's something to this new team name, whatever it will be, gives you a new face, a new identity. Dwayne new Haskins spark. gives you a new spark. It's always it's – always They've been playing some decent football, too. They, they, they beat the Eagles week one. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's very hard to take down. Um, one cheeseburger away. Seriously. Don't forget about don't forget about Scary Terry. Scary Terry, Scary Terry. Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, Eagle Nation, but mm-hmm. if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm grateful for the 2017-2018 Super Bowl ring that beat when the guys beat the New England Patriots. Um, aside from that, I'm grateful for a good training staff that keeps Carson Wentz alive and healthy. It, we get uh, year in year out. I can't can't keep ever, anyone else healthy on the team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but we're staying grateful and positive. So, yeah, y'all had a nice Super Bowl run a few years ago, and Philadelphia being the crazy sports town, which you guys are, lived up to its hype. Um, my friend who my, my friend who went to school in Philly said it was absolutely bananas. When they won, when they oh, I can't school. imagine. Uh, so, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm going to be grateful for this offensive opportunity. What I mean by that is they have a top offensive line, a top three running back in Ezekiel Elliott, an arguably top five wide receiver trio, and a top five quarterback in Dak Prescott. And if there's ever... It's very arguable. Despite losing their top tight end for the season. Despite losing the top tight end. But if there's any... If the Cowboys are going to have any window to win a Super Bowl... It's right now, so if I'm if I'm a Cowboys fan, which thank goodness I'm not, um, I'd be grateful for this offensive opportunity. And oh, I'm gonna yeah, they just had the, one of the most prolific comebacks uh, in NFL history. That was a that crazy, was crazy. And I'm gonna call on Jerry Jones to give Dak his money because I don't know, I I just don't know when else. If not now, when? If not now, when? I think now is their time to. Yeah, yeah. That onside kick was wild. They're just talking about getting rid of the onside kick. I don't know how I feel about that, but for injury reasons, instead of going to no, for because uh, the odds are so low to have it, they're thinking about going to like get the ball on your own twenty fourth and twenty. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. See how that plays out. Make it more interesting, but no, I, I think I, I think you got to keep it. There's a reason why you have to use the onside kick is because you've been screwing around all game. So why give someone another opportunity? But let's we'll see. All, All right. right, so you're, that's the NFC East. That's the NFC East. So moving on to the that's probably the worst division of football. Oh, but you did a great, <laughs> being grateful. Yeah, it's not not an easy not an easy division. But uh, we're gonna move on to the NFC West. All those teams can be grateful that they're the, in the NFC East this year. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. The competition is pretty low. All right, where are we heading now? We're heading to the NFC West. So Armin, I'm gonna ask you, what do you if you're if you're an LA Rams fan? You being an LA resident, you are. Mm-hmm. Would you be grateful? What, what what do Rams fans have to be grateful for? Uh, that's a great one, man. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> so um, I do believe in the concept of addition by subtraction, mm-hmm. meaning when you kind of are able to kind of maybe uh, reformat, retool, uh, you know, your organization by relieving individuals or elements 
of the team that may not be kind of buying in or may not be a good fit for the system and replacing them, even with maybe guys aren't necessarily as talented, but are able to buy in, you know, and, and, and good for the culture, right, of the team, you, you can have success, you know, you can have even greater success. And, and I believe that that's kind of what this year is about is like, they've definitely made some changes some personnel changes that uh, I think are, are pretty significant. Um, I think it's been showing, for example, in their running game, you know, um, the, uh, the reality is that, that as, as, you know, great as, as, as golf is, um, he's definitely more of your kind of prototype, prototypical conventional quarterback, more of a pocket guy, right? So he's not as mobile. And, uh, you know, so he needs both a great offensive line and solid running game to kind of open things up for him. And it seems like he has that this year. You know, he has a, a running attack that seems to be, you know, fairly formidable, uh, more formidable than what they had last year. Uh, the line has given him more time to do what he does, and, and he's, he's answering the call. You know, he's really maturing. I've even seen him uh, in the community. So he's uh, been, been leading uh, various uh, efforts to, to give back to the community from um, the standpoint of charity and charitable contributions. And uh, I just see this guy really emerging to emerging into the leader that team needs him to be. Ooh. And I think that, that that spells great success for this franchise. Oh, all right. Cheers to that. Go, yeah. go Rams. No doubt. What about the uh, Arizona Cardinals? There's a lot there. Wow, these guys. I'd say, I'd, I'd say Kyler Murray. That dude is maybe yeah. this year. He's arrived. He might be the MVP this year. And DeAndre Hopkins, too. Absolutely. Yeah. They have a, a, a you know, gold star wide receiver. Um, Best receiver in the league. Probably. Once you get a, a playmaker like that paired with, you know, a great quarterback who knows how to utilize his assets, you know, good things can happen. With a, so. with a competent head coach. That, that's a teaser for when I do the AFC South. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I mean, the Seahawks, is, it's simple too, right? I, Armin, you going to take this one? No, you got it. You got it. Speaking of, speaking of go, I, I feel like they might have the best quarterback in football right now. Oh. Honestly, yes. so for me, for me, um, I, I believe that, um, that he's been the best quarterback in football for, for a couple of years now. Um, I think now we talked about culture, talk about team culture. So he's, he's a guy that's, that's not going to, to, to try to usurp, you know, his power. He's not going to, to be a guy that puts himself above the team. So he went with the strategy, which for years was about defense first, right? We all talked about that 12th man, you know, the, the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the crowd there in Seattle. Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. And that was what Seattle was all about, right? And I think that Russ really took a step back uh, on behalf of the organization because that's who they were, right? And so he fit into what they were trying to do. This year, however, they're essentially unleashing uh, him and, and allowing him to, 
to do what he does, giving him more freedom in terms of controlling the offense, making more decisions, and uh, letting him kind of you know take certain risks. We've we've seen him already be a great playmaker, and I think uh, this year we're going to see the emergence of a guy that um, you know is poised after years of experience, sort of behind the scenes, uh, poised to really be the face of the league, you know, not just the face. Of the team. Yeah, he's ne- he hasn't had a single MVP vote, surprisingly. So I think that's going to change this year for sure. Yeah, that's going to change. Yeah, definitely. I'll All see. right, what about the reigning? Ooh. Super Bowl participants, San Francisco 49ers. I almost said San Francisco Giants. San Francisco 49ers. What do you guys got? I mean, I, I personally, um, and this is, I'm, I'm biased. I know this. I know this. Um, I, I, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing. Gratitude now. Gratitude okay. now. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> this is a gratitude thing. I mean, they lost their quarterback, yeah. their starting running back, right. their stud second-year defensive yeah. end. Kittle gets banged up. Well, they have a – you know, here's the thing about San Francisco, right? They, they have a winning culture. They have a winning franchise. You know, they're among uh, the, the top organizations in the league as far as uh, Super Bowl victories historically. Um, you know, they uh, – Ultimately, that brand. it's a brand. It's a brand thing for them. So I think that they're always going to find a way to bounce back and make the most of what they have because, you know, they, they believe in doing what it takes to achieve success. They, they've been successful at the highest Would level. Would you argue that they, they've had two, two, the top two players in NFL history playing on their team? Yeah, absolutely, man. No, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you could easily make an argument for both Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Um, as being yeah, the, certainly the two best in their respective positions, no doubt. So, yeah, you're 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 quick to uh, you're quick to dismiss Brady. No, he's up there. He's in that conversation. No, 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 he's in the conversation. I mean, it's 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 him and it's him and Montana, right? I mean, those are the, the two guys. So, yeah, Peyton Manning. Well, Man- Manning, the uh, regular season, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, we don't have to enter him into the conversation. So, yeah, I think the culture that Ford now is amazing. I think they have a really good head coach. I yeah, think he's an innovative offensive mind. He's going to keep him in games. All right, so what's the next division? So we got the NFC. I like this. We got the NFC South. So, Tori, right. you want to take us? You want to start off yeah, with the I Bucks? Some, I got some here. I for the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> I'm going to say they should be grateful for ego because they have an individual playing quarterback who I believe came to them because of his ego, because of a, a vendetta, so to speak, because he, a score to settle. Um, and I think it's his ego dri- drove him down to Tampa Bay because he wanted to win and he wanted to win without Belichick. He wanted to cement his legacy, distinguish himself outside of Belichick in a way. So I think you can be grateful for that because all the eyes are on Tampa Bay. They don't look too hot to start the year, but it's exciting. That's all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they get him, give him time. You know, give him time. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's obviously new to this organization. You know, he just he was with the the Patriots, which is a completely different culture and and system than what they have in Tampa Bay. Um, so I think it's going to take time for those guys to adjust to him and for him to adjust to them. But listen, Tom Brady, no matter what, uh, he's a he's a champion. You know, just like RBG. 
he is a champion, so he's going to find a way. I, I believe that. I truly believe that. He's yeah. going to find a way. And if, if he doesn't have success in, in Tampa Bay, I don't think it invalidates him by any means. He's already as well established as the GOAT. No. I always would say he was a system quarterback up until about uh, up until the when he came back against the Falcons. That that totally did. Well, we're about to find out. Um, all right, so New Orleans. I want to do this one. The Saints. I'm going to say they got to be thankful for the juice. They're the juiciest, the swaggiest team in the league, and I think it has a lot to do with being in New Orleans, that city. So much, yeah, so much pride. And you talk about culture, and and it's just. I think Alvin Kamara epitomizes that. If you just see him on the field he, he drips swag and he's got the bull ring he's got uh, just the tinted visor it's just legendary the gold chains yeah. and that, that that energy i think they get that energy from the city from the from the crowd although it can't happen now but that city's been through a lot katrina obviously and i just think that that the juice in that stadium in that city regardless of the team the team's been amazing especially with drew Brees. but that juice is just whew. It makes me want to be a fan. I root yeah. for the Saints, even though I, I, I'm not a fan of them, but I root for them just because they're a tr- an attractive team to root for. And, and just, just build, building off that gratitude, you talked about Alvin Kamara and just the city and having a pulse. Um, Alvin Kamara, and like la- last year, I don't know if he still does this, every Tuesday, or not, not Tuesday, a weekday, he would take time out of his Tuesday or whatever day to do a blue-collar job. So like the story came out um, when someone – Saw Alvin Kamara working on as a garbage man, working on a garbage truck, just like hauling in garbage, and he just does blue collar jobs. Gives back to the community, works with the community. He's not pompous. He's not. He doesn't think he's higher than everyone else. Despite the millions he just got, he just signed a contract, right? Yeah, he he. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He yeah, got over he forty million. He guaranteed. doesn't put himself over everyone else, and it's just you know gratitude and really remembering what you're about just like going into that pulse and whatnot and something about new orleans as you said you know it's it's a, it's a whole culture and i want to keep going with kamara because it's great he was uh pretty much kicked out of alabama had to go juco reestablished himself at tennessee got drafted in the league that's the story of resilience and oh, yep. got paid he's one of the leaders of that team so what about this these last two teams of this division both zero and two so this might be a little bit more difficult for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. What do you guys think? Atlanta Falcons? Ooh, I will say for the Falcons, their fans can be thankful for that awesome stadium. And I'm going to talk about stadiums here. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, opened in 2017, $1.6 billion yeah. stadium. Best part? Yep. $1.50 yep. hot dogs, $5 beers. <laughs> Amazing. And, 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 and a hot uh, – Seven fifty for hot dog and beer, and you can watch Julio <laughs> Jones. Are you kidding me? What's What's crazy is that ever since that stadium opened, they've been like top five in terms of like uh, concession stand, how, how much concession they bring in from a revenue. Concession. Yeah, revenue. Yeah, that's the word. And it just shows you from like behavioral economic standpoint, like like if you lower the price, you know, you get a little more demand, and it's just like interesting that like everyone just like goes for the top dollars and just wants to get like, all the money, but like you can still make a good amount of money while having pedestrian prices. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why they have so much to be grateful for. Cause the fact that they're still so successful, despite all of the, uh, the, the L's they've taken over the years, the prolific L's that they've taken over the years, the fact that, you know, they still fill those, those stand, those, uh, those seats year in and year out is uh is pretty much something to be thankful for 
because <laughs> it does it could be much different for them. So, you know, hopefully they get inspired uh, as a team, as an organization, by the fact that their fans are still riding with them on that level, and uh, you know, they find a way when they're they're in the trenches um, in the future to to will themselves to victory, uh, despite you know the the that that energy from their opponent, um, you know, to to try to come back, and so. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's like ending off on the Falcons, just having a Hall of – being able to watch a Hall of Fame player on a week-in, week-out basis with Julio Jones. I mean, that itself is awesome. Julio Jones, he's a freak. And also Calvin – He's the ultimate decoy. <laughs> and Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah Cal, Calvin Ridley, Hall of Famer. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's done. All right, you 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 heard it here, September twenty second. Calvin Ra- yeah. Calvin really is a Hall of Famer. I mean, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? talk about like being fans of good players. CMC, sheesh. It's easy. That makes it easy. He's hurt. He'll bounce back. Maybe, maybe this is a, a, a you rest those tires a little bit this season. Yeah. Maybe that you can be grateful for that. We'll All see. All right. We'll see. You, what's the next division? So moving on to the NFC North. I'm going to lead off with the Packers. A big thing here is tradition. And if you talk tradition and NFL and you don't have the Green Bay Packers, you're bugging. Green Bay Packers are like the epitome of the NFL. You got the Lambeau Leap, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Cheesehead. Talk about gratitude. I think they are the the only NFL team that's um, owned by their fans. Yeah. How yeah, cool is that? that How is cool. cool is that to actually yeah. own, have like be, be a minority owner of, of your team? And it's just like such a community. And I mean, also yeah. like the NFC North, like you'll, you'll hear more about this as we go on through the teams. There's a great amount of respect between the teams with like the, like the rivalries. Yeah. Like the, like the oh, yeah. Packers, Packers and Lions, Packers and Bears, throwing the Vikings. Yeah, that's um, Lambeau Fields on the bucket list for sure. Lam- and how many um, teams get to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? Are you kidding me? Overlapping too, yeah. And having and, and having oh. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They've had three legendary quarterbacks. That's hard. That, there's there are very few teams that can say they've had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the helm. That's that's impressive. No pressure, Jordan Love, but you know I got three. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean honestly, um, man. Let's 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 but let's not we can't we have to say this. Wow, Aaron Rodgers, right? Last year he looked like he might be actually on the decline. I was worried. I was like, wow. Is this yeah, the, despite the, being the Rodgers era, making the NFC Championship game, they did not look that good at all. Mm. No, no, they didn't. And he seemed he didn't seem like himself last year. Uh, you know, he definitely he's usually kind of a a guy that has no fear. You know. Uh, last year, he held back a lot. You know, I felt like he left a lot on the table, you know, a lot in the tank. It feels like this year, he's, he's excited. He's happy to play again. I can see him have that exuberance and joy of the game and love of the game again. Man, the league better watch out. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, also Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, those guys are studs. They got the, they got the pieces oh, yeah. there. So, very excited. I, I mean, I just – I love it. I, I love competitive teams. Yeah. Right. We've got to move along, boys. we got a big got, game coming up here in yeah. 10 minutes. I don't know if we're going to be able to get Sorry, yeah, sir. So, we got, we got the Lions. 
shit. Lines. Um, All right. So here's here was my I had this. So I was I was gonna do Cincinnati, Bengals, Cleveland, Browns, gratitude, and then I when I was thinking about it, I was like, we can put the Detroit Lions in the same position. These are teams that are in Midwest cities. Yes. No offense to these cities, great cities, historic cities, not a whole lot else to do, especially during the wintertime. Those fans are going to show up regardless of how the team's playing. We've seen this with all these teams. So I think be thankful for the city that you're located in, for the fans, for the people in your city that are relentless fans of your team despite the lack of on-field success. Yeah. That was, and Barry Sanders. That, that was a good point. Uh, the, so the Bears – what did, I, what did I have about the Bears? Oh, Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson is going to break out this. Uh, I thought he was going to break out this year. He got off to a, got off to a rough start, but I mean, I think he just needs to have like a full season where he's fully healthy. He played all 16 games last season, but prior to that, he was a little injured and banged up. But I think he was. He, what I like about Allen Robinson is that he says he's ready to play with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, and just having Nick Foles as their backup quarterback, also having the Super Bowl MVP as your backup quarterback, that's something to be grateful for. But to hear your wide receiver say, I practice and I'm ready to play with whoever they throw me throw out there with me, that's all you want to hear as a fan. So look, looking forward to that. I'm moving on to the Vikings. They have a lot of young talent. A lot of young talent. You know, they have a lot of young talent. Dude, is bad. Khalil Mack is a monster. All right, what's He's the next division? Hungry, hungry hippo. Oh, yeah. Mon- Mon- David Montgomery? David Montgomery. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming. So we're going to go on to the Vikings. I forgot about the Vikings. Yikes. Pop, 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 pop. Another rough start. Yeah, very rough start. I'm- well, but the Vikings have a lot to be thankful for because not a lot of people believed in, uh, in the Vikings last year. And the fact that, that they were able to break through and actually win a playoff game for a change. In New Orleans. You know, that, that's, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's so, pretty cool. They have, so yeah. we're going to move on to the AFC East. And so, Armin, you want to start off with the Jets, New York Jets? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you hear the thing about the Jets, man. You know, the Jets are, are sort of like, you know, the I guess in the basketball world, you have the LA Clippers by comparison to, you know, the LA Lakers. You know, the Jets are sort of like the, you know, football version of, you know, the, the Clippers, um, you know, where they sort of have to share a city with, you know, uh, a bigger, more expensive, you know, flashier franchise. Um, but yet they, they find a way to hold their own. You know, they sort of like carved out their own identity as being almost like the, the team for the little guy and team for the, you know, the kind of blue collar, uh, you know, in, in all of us. And I think that, um, you know, there's, there's something special about that. I like the contrast, you know, between the Giants brand and the Jets brand. And I, I think, you know, if they can kind of put all the pieces together, um, you know, I think that they can actually probably have a potentially more successful season than the Giants. You know, I think that that's something that they could potentially, uh, you know, really try to, to strive for this year, given you know, the challenges the Giants have and uh, that's something to be grateful. I think we can say this for all the teams other than the New England Patriots. They're thankful in that division that they're thankful that Tom Brady is no longer the starting quarterback. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something to be grateful for, especially for the, if you're the Buffalo Bills. 
I think Buffalo Bills are like they're up and coming. You know, Josh Allen, they just got Stephon Diggs, um, and they, they were up and coming. Patriots always won the division. Now Brady's Talk out. About thankful for being having those fans at Buffalo, man. Those are some passionate fans. You've seen those are jumping in the tables and the and the nonsense that happens at that tailgate. Armistead addition by subtraction. It doesn't get more addition by subtraction than having Tom Brady leave your division. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Oh, Josh Allen's a beast. He's a monster, and he also he vibes with the city. He's all in with Buffalo. He's ready to take it all in. Great, great fantasy quarterback. Great, he's a very mobile quarterback, dual threat. Um, very happy for anyone not in my league that has Josh Allen to pick up. Um, just moving, moving on to the Patriots. I'm gonna let you guys talk about tradition because there's a lot to say. But just real quick, um, I forgot who someone mentioned. Guy, oh, Al- someone, someone mentioned that Alvin Kamara was kicked out of uh, Alabama. It was JUCO. I learned this morning. Cam Newton was playing for Florida State or Florida or, University of Florida. Florida and he oh, got. Yeah. He stole someone's laptop. I, I didn't know that he got supposedly. Kicked, and he got what? got kicked, he got kicked out. Played JUCO, recruited by um, Heisman, first overall pick. His college football season at Auburn was one of the most impressive things I've ever. Witnessed. And it's just like resilience, man. Like just like think about that story. Like you get kicked out of your school, like and everyone can relate to a story like that. There are so many excuses. Just be like, ah, damn, whatever. I'm just gonna throw it away. I'm gonna move on. But like you have like, a goal in mind, like a dream. Like fucking do it. You know. Yep. And have you guys seen the list of teams that paid other quarterbacks more guaranteed money than what Cam? He's making five hundred thousand. It's for including uh, Nathan Peterman. I mean, that's that's the Patriots' way. Yeah, it is. But you know what, man? He's he actually. I I I've been watching Cam. He's putting it all out there. You can tell he's really taking this opportunity seriously. It's gonna be. I think it's going to be a win-win because it'd be so classic Patriots. They did this with the Revis too. Bring him on for one year. Give him like, I don't know how much they paid Revis, but Cam's case, give him bare minimum. See him leave the Patriots. Let's see if he, let's see if he can lead the, lead him to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Who knows? And then from Cam's perspective, he plays well. He leaves after a year and he can sign like, he can make bank on the next uh, next contract. And I, he doesn't need the, he doesn't like need the money, I don't think. He's definitely made a good amount of money. Oh, yeah. He said today that he doesn't need the money. He just wants respect. Of course. And he's out there. He's earning it. He's, he's earning, earning it. it. He's earning it. And they also have the DPOY, right? On Gilmore. Uh, and so now, now they're, you know, really. And the, the goat and the single hoodie. That's right. You know, so they can kind of rebrand themselves as, you know, a defensive team, you know, that's going to win because of the defensive prowess. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They've always been a defensive team. They, not they, all, they have, but it's always but the team the team identity has always been around Tom Brady, right? And yeah. now they don't have that central figure. So yeah, see, yeah, this is a good conversation for another time. But are they really rebranding? Or are they just staying as the New England Patriots? Because I, 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 their, their offense has well, their their offense definitely for, changed. Their offense but, for sure. But like the thing that stood the out, culture is the same. The thing that stood out to me. I always like I always quote this like uh, when Brady went out with like a torn ACL. I think it was in 2011. Oh, they went 11 and went five. 11 and five. With, without, I don't even remember his name. Um, Matt Castle. Matt Castle was his name. Castle, Matt Castle. Yeah. He who who was didn't even start in college. Who yeah. was Matt Leinart's backup at USC. Matt Leinart. Um. So like yeah. So 
I, this this year is going to answer a lot of questions in terms of was, was Brady a systems quarterback. But we got to let's, let's move on. Armin, you're a Dolphins fan. Are you going to let him slide with that comment? He is a Giants fan, by the way. Um, I don't even need to say anything because Brady's legacy speaks for itself, and I believe performance this year will also speak for itself. No more talking. Oh, I, I Brady's a goat. Brady, <laughs> onto the Dolphins. Onto the Dolphins. On the Dolphins. Armin, if you're if you're a Dolphins fan, that I most before? likely won't be one in fifteen this this season. Um, I think that that's just a horrific thing to be identified with. So the opportunity to get that right, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least win more than one game. <laughs> hey, this is a team of fighters. They people predicted them to to be that bad last year, and they they overperformed. So I think yeah, they're a team of fighters. Two, they got Tua, they got Tua ready to go in the wing. So, and I, I love those those uniforms. Those that teal. I don't know if you want to call it teal. It's, it's, it's clean, and it's in Miami. Oh. All right, so let's move on to the no next division. Back. We got to get this going, boys. I know you want to watch this Lakers Nuggets game. So who do we got next? AFC North? Or are we bouncing back to the NFC? Oh no, we're no, we're we're in the AFC. We're in the AFC. So let's go to the let's go to the AFC West. Um, Armin, do you want to start off with the with your hometown LA Chargers? Ooh. Hmm. Well, hey, to live and die in LA, you know, it's the place to be. So that's um, that's a quote from a Tupac track. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, the Chargers, they, uh, they, they, they have an opportunity here to, to rebrand themselves now that they've moved from San Diego to Los Angeles. Um, you know, I think that they've had some, some rough years. They've obviously made a huge, huge culture shift by uh, relieving uh, their um, all-pro quarterback of duty and, uh, you're, you know, kind of moving in a different direction. You know, I think this is, again, an opportunity to just kind of start over, kind of reset, become very grateful for being in a new city, a city that loves sports, you know, a city that really gets behind its teams as long as you, you win, right? So um, that's, that's what they got to be about is winning. Yes, that's the important thing. But don't forget, this SoFi Stadium, mm. five billion dollar stadium it's amazing people are just going to show up to for the stadium and if by chance the Chargers start winning which Justin Herbert their rookie quarterback who started against the Chiefs almost pulled the upset they look they look like competitors they look like a damn good football team but that stadium's beautiful the Clippers they're going to build their new stadium here in 2024 yeah. uh, right next to it in that Inglewood area that's um, right we won't talk about the gentrification of Inglewood but it's a beautiful stadium <laughs> I, I can't wait to visit hopefully it'll open up next year um, so they get to they get that to attract fans to the stadium. Yeah, and, and we're grateful for Tyrod Taylor not dying. Um, apparently, he had chest pains. Yeah, uh, which is why he couldn't participate in that game. Which uh, you know, who knows what the hell that means? But um, yeah, thank, thankful for for him still still being alive. <laughs> Man, imagine being imagine being Justin Herbert. Um, being told apparently he was told minutes. Before the game that he's starting, wow. oh, that hell of a game! He was ready. All right, so, All right, so Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Let's Mahomes. do it. Mahomes and cheat. Mahomes and cheeseburgers. That's it. And Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid. Exactly. Well, yeah, the cheeseburgers motivate Andy Reid to keep coaching because he needs to be able to and afford the cheeseburgers. Is, is, isn't he like one of the highest paid quarterbacks? Is that the highest paid ever? 
Patrick? 10 years, $503 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Highest paid athlete of all time. Unbelievable. So, yeah. And they also have to be – yeah. They also have to be thankful for the Chicago Bears organization for trading up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Eight spots sooner than Mahomes. Thankful for the Cincinnati Bengals who took John Ross, the receiver, one spot ahead of Mahomes. So you got to be thankful for Tyree Kill for being a bolt of lightning. Yeah, good Lord, the cheetah. Man, so it's funny. What was that famous quote from uh, from Aaron Rodgers when he was passed up um, and ended up, you know, in, in Green Bay? Uh, they're gonna they're gonna regret their decision. Something that, to that effect. Yeah, that that's what it is, man. Like when you pass up the opportunity to have a a culture changing, game changing. Hall of Fame, essentially Hall of Fame ready quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. You regret that for a long time. You know that's what keeps you up at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Ro- so Rogers was asked, and uh, Rogers was asked if he was disappointed that he dropped in the draft, and he responded, "I'm not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they didn't draft me." That is so, and that it, boy, he proved them right, or where he proved himself right. Yeah, that was uh, amazing. Hey, the Niners almost settled the score, though. So, yeah, Rogers still only has one bowl. Let's not forget that. It's true. You guys think that Mahomes is going to um, get six rings? People, like a lot of people, are talking about that. Let's not entertain that just yet. A lot of people are. Yeah. So I, you know, that's that's really hard to say, man, because you you have to be able to kind of go through the ebbs and the flows. Inevitable injuries. Of, you know, all the changes that happen, personnel changes, staff changes. Personal culture, know. which the yeah. Chiefs may have with Andy Reid there. We'll see. But because he, he had, he's had sustained success, not quite to the pinnacle. He never won the Super Bowl. But you saw it with the Eagles. You saw it at his previous stops. Like, he's always had his teams right there and a chance for the title. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe. All right. So, so Las I'm Vegas a, Raiders? Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to first and foremost be thankful for like an arguably top three fan base in Oakland. And I'm going to like give them shout outs after every game because I felt really bad for the Oakland fan base when they left. That being said, I'm grateful for a new opportunity. You know, especially with the new opportunity, you got Josh Jacobs, who is just good. You talk about binary. He's good. He is like, there's good and there's basketball players. Josh Jacobs is good. Um, Henry Ruggs, they got a lot. He's got a lot of potential yeah. there. Um, Darren Waller. Darren Waller went off players. last went off last night. The wonders for some for some fantasy teams. So if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm very grateful for the opportunities. This new team, new mm-hmm. location, and yeah. whatnot. Their stadium's kind of dope. It's murdered out. It stadium. is. One point eight nine billion dollar stadium. And they have a Super Bowl champion coach, you know? They do. They do. Don't forget it. And, all right, last but not least, John Elway's team, Denver Broncos, PM18's old team. Mile high. A lot of injuries this year. Tough start to the season, 0-2. But similarly to, I think, the Raiders, they have a lot of young talent at the skill positions. Noah Fant, tight end. Noah Fant. Jerry Judy, receiver, stud, KJ Hamler, another rookie stud receiver. Got some talented running backs, brought in uh, Melvin Gordon. 
They just That's lost Cor- catching back. They just lost their best receiver, Cortland Sutton, to the year. Yep. Von Miller. So Judy has to step up. But they got some young. Well, Von Miller's out for the season. Yeah. Yeah. They got young talent though. They'll be fine. That's right. And they have a passionate fan base. That's another. I think. So if we're talking brand name teams, I think you have the 49ers, you have the Packers, you have the Patriots, you have the Steelers, and the Cowboys top five. Right outside that, I think you put the Broncos. Tori, I want you to start off the AFC South with your Indianapolis Colts. All right. Well, Steelers are my team, but oh. the Colts, I lived in Indianapolis, so I had season tickets there. Got to be thankful for Peyton Manning and the stadium they play in. I'm, I'm talking about stadiums. And the only reason Lucas Oil came to Indianapolis is because Peyton Manning was drafted there, and he was amazing. And people showed up to the games, and they put money into building a house new stadium. And Lucas Oil is beautiful. We had season tickets. It was beautiful. It's great. It's the house that Peyton built. It's a shame that Andrew Luck and the organization failed to protect Andrew Luck, and he's gone. But be thankful to have that beautiful stadium. And they have a contending team this year. Um, We'll see. But thankful for that stadium. Let's go rapid fire. Titans, thankful for country music. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they have the, you know, the leading, last year's leading rusher. Um, you know, Derrick Henry's definitely a game changer. Um, and hey, who knew that that quarterback was going to turn out to be who he was, Ryan Tannehill? Literally just like uh, this resurgence of a career that no one saw coming. Uh, journeyman that has now really taken the mantle. And I think he's going to have a lot of success in Tennessee. Well, they're building a good culture down there. That's a team that's based off defense and hard-nosed running game. That's, that's a team yep. to watch out for for years Jaguars, to come. Jaguars, I'm very grateful for Gardner Mishnu. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's that, too. You guys, you guys said Tannehill came out of nowhere. Mishnu came out of nowhere. Minshew, 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 Minshew. Came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I mean, you gotta be, you got, you have to be excited about him. The confidence, when he brings a lot confidence, like he just, he knows his place. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses, and you can see how confident he is oh. on a week by week basis. Oh, yeah. And he's, he possesses a good, he possesses great yes. leadership characteristics. Yep. You can tell he really brings in the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, Texans, I am. If I'm the Texans, I'm grateful for Deshaun Watson because. A lot of people were bashing the Texans for trading away Hopkins for David Johnson, and and it was it seemed like a ridiculous trade. But one thing that I keep telling myself is, you know, like Texans didn't bamboozle themselves; they knew what they were getting themselves into. So maybe they see something in David Johnson that a lot of people don't. Maybe they see something in uh, David in Sean Watson that a lot of people don't or whatnot. Well, I think we all see it in Deshaun Watson. I think what the Houston Texans. Can be the fans can be grateful for is the fact that as an organization you're allowed to make coaching changes. No doubt. <laughs> you know, Deshaun Watson is a natural born leader. Um, he, is. he is a guy that you 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 want you want that guy, right? He's the guy that comes into your your organization and everything changes, right? Um, the city gets behind a guy like that. You know, the team gets behind a guy like that, and he's a guy that you keep you know, for the long haul, right? He's the guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, lots of people. Yep. Absolutely. Also send a thank you later to the Chicago Bears. Once again, same draft with Mahomes. Passed on Watson, who was, I think, 12th mm-hmm. overall. Or he's making a lot of enemies in this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm gratitude, man. Grateful, grateful. So we, a big, a big theme that we've just been discussing is tradition, and I mean, it's it's kind of fitting that we start off with the worst division, and we're ending off with the best division in terms of tradition, or well, one of the best divisions of tradition mm-hmm. and rivalry and yeah. whatnot. But really, just a gritty, gritty oh, we're yeah. talking about gritty, hard nose yes. football. Oh yeah, you know, raw. Um, you know what you're getting yourself into. The AFC yeah. North. Start off with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, you got to be grateful for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That guy is just change, on, changing the game as a Absolutely. quarterback. I mean, I, call him a running back, call him a quarterback. He'll do it all. He can run. He can throw. He's got the he's got the Absolutely. weapons. J.K. Dobbins is going to be big time. I, and let, for now, let me t- let me take it to yeah. the next level. I think you got to be thankful oh. that you have an organization, a coaching staff that is flexible, open minded willing enough to take a chance that no other team wanted to take because they took him in the very last pick of one of the last picks of the first round oh, yeah. to draft a yep. quarterback that a lot of people primarily saw as a runner. And some people, I think it was one person, Bill Polian said that he should play wide right receiver mm-hmm. and build a system to fit his right. strengths. And he is thriving. The team is thriving. And they still, they have that, that Baltimore Ravens identity back when they used to have Ed Reed and, and Ray Lewis, they still have a dominant defense and they're going to punch you in the mouth on offense and defense. And they're not going to quit. Being a Maryland guy, Cold a guy from Maryland. Uh, yeah. I'm just so proud. I am so proud of that organization. They, they epitomize that city. Uh, you know, the city absolutely loves that team. Um, and, you know, there's just nothing but good things on the horizon with a guy like that at the helm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Purple Fridays in Baltimore. They all dress, they all wear purple. Yeah. Uh, shout out the Ravens. So just, just move, moving on to the Browns. If I'm a Browns fan, grateful for, grateful for personalities. You know, you got OBJ, you got Baker Mayfield, who are definitely comfortable expressing themselves. And real talk, that is super important on an individualistic and athletic level of being able to express yourself and being comfortable in your own skin. Baker and Absolutely. OBG. On the field. On the, the field. In the hotel room. So on and so forth. Yes. Um, Bengals. I'm grateful for Joe Mixon, who I never understood. I, I don't understand why he's always a, a first-round fantasy pick, but he always <laughs> is. Um, I, I, I never got it, but I, I, I was talking to my friend about it. Oh, you got I respect it. Yeah. I, I, I think you – when you're talking Bengals, you got to start with Joe Burrow, man. That dude is ice cold. You can just tell he's going to be a winner oh, in this yeah. league. Oh, man. And AJ yeah. Green. Oh. I don't know if you, if you guys hey, know Joe anyone. Burrow. If you guys know anyone from, from Cincinnati, but they are so inspired by Joe Burrow's, you know, by him uh, being selected uh, as their their next leader. Um, they're so excited. It's, it's just there's this spark and yeah. this enthusiasm behind that that I think is going to pay off huge dividends. Um, he's a, he's, he's a guy that I think he has that Brady in him, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be, you know, really like leading huge comebacks. Um, you know, just the guy we're going to be talking about, you know, five, 10 years from now, you know, he's going to have all the highlights. Like he's going to be exciting to watch. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, he's the guy, if you check his pollster in the game, it's, it's steady unless he's celebrating. Um, I, I coming living in Indiana for several years, going to school in Southern Indiana and in Indiana University. About I would say a third, eh, less than that, maybe a 
quarter of the people I went to school with, a lot of Bengals fans, because Cincinnati's only a two-hour drive from there. Uh, a couple of my lifelong friends are Bengals fans. They are excited, like Armin said. Um, and they, there's not a whole lot to be excited about with that team um, in the past, but they're excited. And they're, they're always a tough, tough team. But I, I, I got to do the Steelers. You got to let me do the Pittsburgh Steelers. By all means. One, one, one last, last thing about the Bengals. I'm honestly very grateful that if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm grateful that my rookie quarterback is playing with A.J. Green and has an opportunity to learn from a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think he can learn a lot. I think that's going to be huge for Burrow's yeah, career. Hopefully A.J. Green can play, play uh, better than he has to this point. So, um, so the Steelers, three head coaches – in the past 51 years stability legacy the Roonies ownership this is just a team I mentioned before they're up there with the, the Packers the 49ers the Patriots the Cowboys as the teams of the NFL the faces of the NFL they're one of those franchises um, they've won the most Super Bowls out of any team in the NFL I mean be thankful for that and they they're always consistent they're always up there they're always good there's not much else to say. Um, I mean, their defense is elite this year. If we're talking specifically this year, they had game changers pretty much at every level. TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, if Devin Bush continues to progress, he could be a game changer. And then Big Ben's back. You know you got to talk about Big Ben. He looks – he's slinging it out there. And they got some young studs at the skill positions. So I think that wide receiver group is deadly. They're going to be re- reckoned with. I'm saying 12-4. and four. I'm saying – I know we didn't, we're not, not supposed to give predictions, but I'm saying AFC title game. Yeah, Pittsburgh is a team that epitomizes the value of culture and stability, as you, as you mentioned, because they've obviously gone through a lot of changes in the last few years, personnel changes, guys that were league leaders statistically, um, you know, not working out. But it seems like no matter what happens, you know, they just keep on keeping on, right? And, and that's pretty impressive, very impressive. So the running backs, they know what they're doing with the running backs. You know, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. Um, it just seems like whoever they hey, whoever they throw it's out there is going to take the, take the ball. Um, they did get a little wayward when they started focusing too much on offense and Big Ben, the middle of Big Ben's career with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. High-flying offense, some of the best in the league, and then they would get trounced by the Patriots in the playoffs. Now they're bringing back that steel curtain and the identity is back and they're back. Yep. They're contenders. It's going to be a great year, yeah. boys. I'm grateful for that NFL's back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we were, uh, we were going to touch on briefly what happened with the, uh, the Clippers. I think the situation speaks for itself. Um, and sorry to segue uh, so abruptly, but um, we all had to bear witness to uh, what is probably the most epic collapse in NBA playoff history, or one of them at least. And well, okay, we, how, how do we say that necessarily if if they were never who we really thought they were? Well, we can say that because there are a lot of so-called experts uh, who you know, NBA sports writers and you know, league analysts and you know, different guys, guys that have been around for a long time, you know, seen a lot of history. And myself, they made predictions uh, based on their knowledge and awareness of the game that the Clippers were the most talented team and most likely to win the championship. So I think there was a a lot of potential there. 
Um, I think they did have a lot of talent. I mean, they had a team that was pretty exciting last year. And then they added two All-Stars, one of which was last year's NBA Finals MVP. So there was a lot of promise there. But I believe not enough Absolutely. leadership. That's what I believe. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's, it starts at the top. That Kevin Durant recently came out and, and with a quote when he was on the Joe Budden show on a podcast, he said that they did have the most talent in the league. Um, and he believes the reason they lost is because they didn't, they, they weren't on the same page defensively. That speaks to team chemistry. And when you don't have good team chemistry, you got to look at the top, yeah. you got to look at the leadership. And that starts obviously with GM, but Doc Rivers specifically. And then who's your alpha on the, on the court? And that's Kawhi Leonard. And he's a lead by example guy. And unfortunately, when you're, you're, kind of shot fails you your game fails you you have to learn how to lead in other ways and, and didn't necessarily happen this year so yeah and then on the other hand we have to give credit to the Denver Nuggets right because here's a team that Ooh, what a fun team. has epitomized the the idea yeah. of you know no pun intended bouncing back um you know basketball is all about like you know the bounce and you know getting that the ball in the hole and and uh, this team has found ways miraculously to bounce back from all kinds of situations, whether it be down by, you know, 20, 25 points, um, you know, whether it be down 3-1 with game seven uh, or a game seven, like basically must win situation several times in a row back against the wall and coming through again and again and again. And even game two against the Lakers uh, a couple of days ago, they nearly did it again. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible to see what they're doing. Denver. So yeah, can't take anything away from them. Well, they're up 22 to 20 right now in the, in the first. So they're definitely not going away easy. I think that's to no one's surprise. They're not, they're not going to go away easy. They're putting up fights. It's great. I, lo I love. I love seeing. I love seeing them all come together. Cause you know, like up, like the past few years, like they've always they've consistently been like a top of the West, but they never really like made it through the playoffs. I think. I really think it's the addition of MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. I don't know what it is. I think we'll be able to analyze it a lot more after the playoffs. But I think hmm. there's something about his addition that kind of like completed. Cause they always had like the pieces. Yeah. You know, they were always like a very. Hmm. Like well-rounded teams. I think his I think there's contribution that's been vastly overrated. I agree. It's Jamal Murray. I mean, listen. Oh, Jamal, yeah. Listen. No, I mean, we, we got to be very clear about this. I didn't even really know who this guy was last year. I mean, he's just come out of nowhere and become like kind of the guy that no, we can't take our eyes off of. Almost like the way – It's consistency. Kawhi was yeah. last year, right? He's just like, who yeah. is this guy? He just takes over the game. And no one can stop. Yeah, him. this is a, this is a guy we saw spurts of it last year in the playoffs. He would go out for 30, 40 points, but it only happened one or, once or twice during a series. Yeah. Now he's bringing that energy and that heat, that scoring ability every single game, and I think that's what the difference is. Ben, in PGA, I think he's been a solid contributor. No, I completely forgot about Jamal Murray. That was just a massive brain fart. As soon as as soon as the words left my mouth, yeah. I. Like, but I think wait, dude, why did you not we got to like, I think we, we have to do a, a bubble check in another episode, maybe coming out towards the end of the conference finals for the NBA finals. We'll do a bubble check in. We'll get we'll dive a little bit deeper into specifics like what happened to Paul George, 
Um, what's going on with Jimmy Butler? I know we wanted to talk about that today, but I don't know yeah. if you guys want to continue to miss more of this Lakers Nuggets game. No, listen, um, we're always going to be poised to continue the conversation. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about Gordon Hayward and how he said he wants, he's going to stay in the bubble and not yeah. go home to see the birth of his fourth child. These are things I want to cover. We'll do another bubble check-in, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. I'm, I'm expecting the Nuggets to, make, to push this and make it a series. By the time this releases, it might be two to two, I think. I'm expecting this series to go to at least five, if not six. Six or seven. Well, don't go all on too big of a limb there, um, Ben. Well, but, but hey, <laughs> well, we'd be remiss. We'd be remiss if we don't at least pay some respect to – Anthony Davis and that game winner uh, hey. in, in game two. Oh, yeah. He showed- that, that was fun was, to watch. That was incredible. That, was to watch. that is, that's something that when I, when I picked the Clippers to win the championship, I, that's, that's something that I was, wasn't anticipating. I, I, I thought that the Clippers would win in large part because they had Kawhi and PG. And at the end of the day, I didn't see that Anthony Davis becoming someone that you could depend on in the clutch because we hadn't seen it yet. Oh, and so it was just up in the air. Um, he, he but I think, wrong. Yeah, absolutely, and I didn't expect it, and, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Mamba mentality, you know. He yes, yelled sir. Kobe after he, he yelled did Kobe. It. He did. He yep. did. That was awesome. And they were in their their Mamba uniforms, right? Yeah. And apparently, they haven't lost yet in the Mamba three and zero when wearing these uniforms. So there's a uh, there's to, what I love about basketball is it's all about narratives and storylines you have the nugget story you know coming out of that first round win against utah where they they came back and you know jamal murray dedicated uh his prolific victory where he put up what 60 or something crazy to the fight for social justice right that's the best and so interview i've heard so yeah no for him he was like man for you know we galvanized around this cause and we are fighting for something greater, right? And, and that's what I see in the Lakers, you know? They've been fighting for really uh, the legacy of Kobe Bryant all season, yeah. right? To honor Kobe. And that's the type of energy that propels you to become a champion. You just don't become a champion because you're talented. You become a champion because you recognize what it takes to win and you do what it takes to win. You put everything on the line and you recognize that in order to put everything on the line, in order to get to that mindset, right? It has to be about something greater. It can't be just about you, you your stats or your performance or even the team performance, right? It has to be about getting to another level and that requires inspiration. Uh, and again, something more than what you came you came there with yeah definitely a couple cliff notes for our listeners check out episode 18 chemistry of a team if you want to dive deeper into what it takes to win as a team Uh, more of the stuff what armor just talked about and then episode 20 was our why gratitude improves performance episode if you want to learn more about why gratitude is so important check out that episode um thanks for tuning in that's right so uh as always Let's end the stigma. And And continue continue the the conversation. conversation. Beautiful. Nice. All right, let's watch this Lakers game. Denver's up 29. Let's do it. Hi, guys. Do you feel me?